0: Today on another super spooky episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, that some believe can ward off the biggest home invasion scheme of 2022, and a man in a red suit stealing the souls of your children. That's right, play this show aloud, late in the night on December 24th near your fireplace, and we can guarantee that a man in a red suit will not break into your home. Steal your cookies, and possibly the souls of your children, in exchange for some cheap toys that they won't be playing with by the time Easter rolls around. Anyway, who is the soul behind the voice in the closet? The voice inviting an unsuspecting child to invite it in. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown. And possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
0: That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. Be sure to check out our subscription channels on Apple Podcasts, Patreon, and GhostPodcast.com. On Apple Podcasts, you can try it for three days free. What you'll get there is ad-free listening of the program, uh, as well as advanced episodes of the show. The whole archive that goes on forever. Uh, all the EPP bonus episodes, which are brand new every single week, the whole archive of that. And it's like I said, it's all ad free. Try it for three days on Apple podcasts, uh, or check us out on patreon.com slash real ghost stories there. You can find us if you're not an Apple podcast user or directly through our website, get all the same stuff at ghostpodcast.com. It's uh, Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the show. What's going on?
2: Hey Tony, not too much. How's it going with you?
0: I'm uh, my my eyes are watering profusely because I I had again? uh I had two kitties in the studio today and I think I need to do a little uh vacuuming or or let my air filtration run a little bit.
2: <laughs> That's right. You have allergies.
0: I do. But I'm I'm feeding the one this uh allergen this food that makes them I guess have less Allergen, whatever comes out of them, to people, and I think it's working pretty good. But my new friend that we just welcomed in, uh, my girlfriend's cat, uh, is uh, not so much. It uh, hasn't been eating that, uh, so I'm, I'm starting uh, her on that diet oh, too.
2: Good. Oh, and she's gorgeous,
0: very pretty little kitty. Yeah. And now Bubbles is a friend out there. And when I'm in the office, I there's there's cats outside my door all the time, and I can tell who's who now because they have different. Voices, and one's a little bit lower than the other, and it's like name that cat. Every time I I hear it, I'm like, is it Bubbles? And Then they, I usually get a yes, <laughs> or is it Winnie? And I get a yes, so it's fun. I love
2: cats. Yeah, you do.
0: Yeah, they like to uh climb in the rafters and stare at me at night when the lights are out. And,
2: um, oh my gosh! So one time I cats cat sat for um our old boss. Okay, and so they have this really big house, mm-hmm. beautiful home, and they've neglected to tell me that there was some secret Heidi way that the cat could get up into like basically the rafters and kind of I don't know crawl spaces and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like looking for this cat, and I just hear like behind walls and stuff. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this cat? And I can't get to it. Like, it, I could hear it, like, from vents and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. And so I try and try and try to get it out. I can't get it out. So finally I have to call her. And I said, I hate to bother you, but, like, somehow I think your cat's in a wall <laughs> or something. And she's like, oh, yeah, we forgot to tell you about that. That <laughs> it should have been number one on the list.
0: So the cat was in the wall, but it had a yeah, way to get so in and get out? There
2: was a place... In a, a workroom in the basement. Okay. That it could jump up in and then it could crawl in some hidey spot that basically sounded like he was in the walls. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Which seems like a way that rodents and mice could get from room to room super easy to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It scared the crap out of me because I'm like, and it seemed almost like like right out of a horror movie, like yeah. you go to babysit and then, oh no, the children are in the walls and I can't get them out.
0: And then you walk outside <laughs> and it's like, you see bloody cat paw prints.
2: Exactly. And you're and like, like, oh my, oh my God, God, now what do I do?
0: What's happening? And, but you go back in the house and you still hear the cat in the walls and then you walk back outside and you see more, totally injured. more bloody cat paw prints. And then you just see hooves. The
2: devil is now here.
0: Yep. That's how that would work. And he's eating the cats. When you walk outside, he has like a little taco stand and he's like literally in there making (laughs) cat tacos.
2: (laughs) There's something about a devil at the taco stand makes him seem kind of friendly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just Satan at a taco stand is all it is. I mean, that's... It's you know. like, I
2: don't like Satan, but I sure well, do like and, tacos. And he's not sitting yeah. on, like, some sort
0: of throne with, like, fire next to him and all sorts. of he, He's just in the tacos. He's got, like, an apron on, and he's got the cats, and they're on the griddle. And he's just, you know, kind of sitting there. Hey, making some tacos. Anybody uh, want some cat tacos? Oh, but these the cats you were looking for? Oh, did you like the uh, the bloody uh, the bloody paws? Was that a nice touch? Got you to the taco stand. I got one for you right here, Carol. Enjoy. I put some extra sriracha on it for you. I think that's so how it would go.
2: Then I would say, "Well, to be honest, I'm vegetarian." And then he'd be like, "No problem. I'll make you one with just cheese." Hold on, just a second.
0: No, we now have Impossible Cat, which is <laughs> meat that tastes just like cat but it's, it's completely mushroom-based.
2: It's amazing.
0: It's from the depths of Hell Kitchen. Gotta try it. It's so good. Master of Evil is not gonna steer you wrong. <laughs> so, Yeah, something
2: like that.
0: That's how that oh, would work.
2: That
0: made me laugh. Uh, 855-853-4802. Our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a story. It says, Hello, Tony, and all hope... All is well, it's mad again, and I have uh, yet three more stories that will pique your interest, but not quite enough to wake Robert and Casey from the dead. Anyway, story number one, like most large families in a small farmhouse, and we were kids, yes, back in the 1980s, there were seven of us in a four-room house, and yes, very crowded at times, but we had to share rooms, so... When I was a baby, I had to share my room with my sister. This one room had a very weird or creepy vibe to it. Next, to make this story stranger, fast forward briefly uh, into the early to late 2000s. We had uh, the house appraised for sale, uh, valued by some bank lady. And she said, there's something off about this room. Yes, the same room we had as kids. He proceeded to put holy oil or water from the Middle East around the entrance to the door, and said it would protect it. That would be a weird thing to have happen uh, when the bank appraiser is coming around. How would you feel about that, Carol?
2: <laughs> I think I would have to hide that.
0: I would kind I mean, of be like, um, "Okay, that's and, a joke." Yeah, that that would be. Ah. Uh, I don't, I don't know I, I don't know I, I'd appreciate it I think but I think I'd also be like um this is weird because how do you know she's not cursing the house at the same time oh yeah true no uh conti- it continues next back to the 1990s my sister moved into the room next door and I stayed in the creepy room her room had a double door into a full closet one side had a full-length mirror on the outside of the closet door one night my sister was awakened by a noise coming from her closet. She could hear a voice. She said it sounded like my voice asking to help me and let me out. She thought this was odd as I was sleeping in the room next door, but she opened it anyway and saw what looked like me with no eyes or black eyes. She slammed the door, checked my room, saw me in bed, and ran into my parents' room crying, telling them she saw me in the closet with no eyes asking for help. They told her to go to bed that it was a bad nightmare. That's the end of story number one. There's more from this author we'll go to here in a moment. Um, Thoughts on that thus far?
2: That is creepy. Like, it's creepy enough to hear a voice coming from the closet, but then when it's your sibling in your closet with black eyes.
0: I think the idea of seeing something that is um, normal... And then there's something slightly off about it that is very uh, dark, um, like red eyes and, or yeah. or there's like a and weirdly- also
2: somebody where they shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be in my closet in the middle of the night anyway. Like, that's just creepy. Yeah. It's- I don't like that.
0: Seeing her standing there, go back to bed, just a nightmare, honey continues it
2: is that's why i'm here yeah
0: it continues when i was
2: parents would let me get
0: in bed, (laughs) go back to bed go back to the demon girl when i was little around eight or nine years old i was sleeping in the creepy room and i had a friend over and we went to sleep in the middle of the night he wakes up screaming in a cold sweat saying he saw a monster come out of my closet and he could not calm down eventually he did go back to sleep later that night again He wakes up screaming, saying he sees a monster in the room. He's pale white now, sweating, screaming. My sister and parents come into the rooms. This time he cannot calm down, and eventually he has to go back home and never stay over at my house again. Fast forward to 2000 in my yearbook. Before graduation, my buddy writes, Remember the time I saw the monster in the room when I spent the night as a kid? After all those years, it made an impression on him. Eventually, Got into ministry. I think if you see something that's like that scary, I could see that being a direction one would start choosing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like, I got to find some Jesus. Like,
0: yeah, like this was too freaking world, yeah. This is
2: a little much for me.
0: Yeah. But interesting. But
2: yeah. No, and I get why that kid would never go back.
0: Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. You had a, a house, I know, that was haunted. Have Did you ever have friends over at all or to stay over or?
2: You know, oh, yeah. Like, but now that you say that, I don't, I didn't have that many friends ever spend the night. No. There was a couple slumber parties that I remember. Mm-hmm. I spent, I stayed over at my friend Brenda's. She lived next door, but I don't remember her ever staying at my house. But then why do you... I think I just didn't invite anybody to stay at my house.
0: What would have been scarier, ghosts or your mom at that time?
2: Oh, God. (laughs) They were both. Very different. If you had to pick one to create a haunting evening. (laughs) That's what was worse is that we lived in that house and she was having meltdowns on a daily basis at that time. Yeah. And my dad had moved out. Mm -hmm. He was drinking anyway. Yeah. And yeah, that was not, that was not a good time. And I wonder too, you know, who knows, but maybe just with all of the anxiety and yep. anger in the house.
0: That was just um, going to ask you that when you look back on that and you look at all everything, just all the nerves going on in that house, uh, everything that, that your mom, uh, the way she's acting, the way your dad's acting, just this kind of nervous, them un- dysfunctional, ah. unhappy uh, energy. And then you got these teenage girls in there as well, trying to deal with that and the bizarre things going on in the house. Do you think possibly it was your mom and dad's energy? And then the, no, a- the accumulation it was there of the before. kids? But it was think,
2: there before. But do you think it
0: amplified it, more because of that?
2: Oh, no, it could have. Um But I know the people who had lived there before we lived there Mm -hmm. had the same problems we had. Okay. Yeah. And so it was like the town kind of knew the house was haunted because it was a really little town, just 1,200 people. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it was much of a secret that the house is haunted. wow. And so, I don't know. My sister went back in it. It's been totally remodeled. So it doesn't even like the pictures that I see now, I don't even see the original house no. at all. It looks so different. But um so she went and knocked on the door and asked to look around and if they would show around. And so it was interesting to them because she was like, yeah, so there was a uh, staircase here. This, the kitchen was here, you know, Yeah, explained how it's, they're like, Oh, I get it now. So she's like, you know, do you ever feel anything weird in the house or she tried to put it nicely. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, no, we don't feel anything weird, but they had crucifixes everywhere. Really? She said like they had an entire wall of crucifixes.
0: Like an inordinate inordinate amount of crucifixes in the home. Yeah.
2: A lot of crucifixes. But the guy who had, um, after we moved out, I went back to stay with my best friend, Brenda, in the, the following summer, and he was working on the house and he was turning it into two apartments. So that's when all the real big changes in the house started. Mm-hmm. Cause like I think he moved the staircase. Yeah. Was there but so we went over to look at what he was doing and and it was really weird being in there with it looking so different. And so I, I remember him saying to me, Oh, you're one of the kids who used to live here. And I'm like, Yes, sir, I lived here. And and so he was asking me what I thought about the house and what he's done to it and all this. And then he said, so when you lived here, did you ever feel like you weren't alone? <laughs> and I'm like, like a ghost was in the house. And he said, yes. I said, yes, there, there was a ghost. in house. I said, do you feel it? And he said, yes, he did too. But the fact that the guy asked me, yeah. I didn't ask him.
0: Just out of nowhere. He's just feeling mm-hmm. comfortable enough mm-hmm. to, uh, to ask you that
2: but yeah that's weird that you would ask about people spending the night because I'm a very social person and like I like I remember having birthday parties and kids over to my birthday party but I don't remember anybody spending the night there my sisters had some slumber parties a couple yeah but I did yeah I, and I don't even remember having a slumber party which is weird maybe with that's, all the kids maybe it would that's be me good having a slumber party you know uh
0: yeah. I, I want to make a note of this as we're recording the show I said it's snowing outside and um I'm gonna take a picture of her in a second, but little Miss Harper just walked into the uh, the studio and she has a mug and she's like, what, what did you say to me?
1: snow cone
0: she made me a snow cone she went outside ah, shut up. got snow so what did you flavor it with honey strawberry? The strawberry Oh, the strawberry, noise. yeah, syrup stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm going to try well, a little. Well, at least fun.
2: it's not blood.
0: She came, uh, she brought me a hot chocolate earlier today. She's really in the Christmas mood because of all the snow that's coming down. So she's watching. Are you, like, are you watching the Hallmark type uh, Christmas movies or?
1: Uh, I'm watching uh, Bad Moms at Christmas right now.
0: Oh, that's a, that's a fun <laughs> one.
1: It's on uh, Netflix. It's a great, it's a great one. Actually.
0: His parents going like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe she's watching."
1: <laughs> it's really
2: funny. Yeah,
0: but it is that is a funny one. I agree. Well, thank you for the snow cone, honey. Go go get yourself a snow cone. Yeah, from the freshly uh, fallen snow, snow.
2: snow. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> so cute. Yeah,
0: yeah. Getting into the uh, the holiday I love mood.
2: That
0: kid. <laughs> she's got her her scarf and her hat on with a little. Bob on top, and yeah. Enjoy enjoy yours, honey. All right, continuing on. Uh, it says, this story takes a place, this is still from the same author, uh, in 05, uh, and I'm in my early 20s, and now in the room my sister used to have, I was on the phone with a woman I'm dating at the time, and she tells me how her apartment is haunted. And she can see ghosts, and it's psychic. Anyway, I'm telling her how I had been hearing noises in the closet at night. Same from the first story and I'd clean it up and make sure everything was steady. So I tell her one night I heard the noise in the closet at night and the closet door opened and some books just flew out. and Everything pushed out onto the floor. This happened a couple of times. I thought maybe it was too full, but I had cleaned it, restacked and cleaned everything out. The woman on the phone says, Oh, it's someone who knows you're a relative. She describes my grandmother perfectly, who I never met, who passed away years before I was born. And my ex is telling me, yeah, she's checking on you and all this. Please keep in mind, I had never mentioned my grandparents or anything about them to this girl ever. So was it grandma's ghost? An old house? Just settling maybe? A mouse moving? It wasn't a mouse. Nothing was found. Basically, after trying to debunk this and prove it was something explainable, I could not. Thank you again, Tony. Hope you enjoy this. If it makes the podcast, great. Thank you, Matt. Thoughts on that?
2: So I was a little bit confused on that last story. So the person thought maybe it was the grandmother who was doing the stuff in the closet? Yeah. See, and I don't agree with that. And I, I don't know. but And the reason I don't is I think that grandmothers would do... They might scare you, but it's that they want to be loving and like, hey, I'm here, which could be scary. But I don't think grandma would be throwing books out of the closet. And was it the same closet the sibling was in?
0: Yeah, I mean, just because grandma died there doesn't mean that that's always the one that's haunting the spot.
2: I, I don't think so. I think that I definitely think that you can feel your parents your grandparents you know loved ones that kind of loving feeling about them yeah i don't think they would come back to scare you or frighten you or you know unless you they're assholes. Feel them around you unless they were you know evil yeah you know satan worshipers then maybe
0: <laughs> or just the subject of any of the people we talk about on true crime today right <laughs> Like,
2: oh my god, all of those people when they die, they're poor family members. Oh lord. Like, who do you
0: even want? Like, do you like like, like you're in the, the hospice center and you're dying, and the, the nurse who knows nothing about you? Don't worry, your family will be there for you. <laughs> like it's
2: like no! No, hospice patient die.
0: violently strangles nurse after she says their family will be waiting for them on the other side. Like it's
2: just When you think about that, it's like, oh my God, yeah. So I do think there could be definitely, and we've heard stories like that, like an evil uncle or, you know, a dad who just wasn't a good guy. And maybe grandma wasn't a good person. Yeah. That might explain that. But I just think just because somebody died in the house doesn't mean that's the the spirit.
0: Not always the answer. No. Could it be? Sure. But is it? I don't know. Another letter says we I'm, need
2: we need some more about Grandma.
0: Yes, to tell make us, an informed decision. Tell us more
2: about yeah, right
1: in sweet
0: again. old Nana. <laughs> yeah,
1: was she evil? Worship Satan? What? All of the things Nana was involved in. <laughs> Late at night, while the children were sleeping, nestled in their beds, stars in the sky, a bright moon shining amongst the pine trees in the meadow. There's Grandma out in the backyard going deep into the woods to sit in the center of a pentagram (laughs) she created out of logs and candles light her way. As she sits in the center of the pentagram, she turns on Kathy Lee Gifford's greatest hits.
2: Oh, that is evil
1: set the mood for the satanic sacrifice of a gerbil (laughs) she bites the gerbil's head takes the rest of the gerbil back into the house minces it and makes it into the hash browns in the morning the children consume the tainted Cursed hashbrowns. And grandma says, are those good? The children say, yes. Yeah. Like, well, great, great, grandma. Love them. <laughs> good. <laughs> because they're going to steal your soul. <laughs> uh, can we go and play Nintendo?
0: Sure, have fun. That's how that worked.
1: <laughs> poor
2: guy who's listening is like, oh, my God, that is so crazy. My grandma totally used to put gerbils in her hashbrowns.
0: <laughs> Well, after the sacrificial you know satanic thing, you know. It's
2: yeah, didn't do the didn't do that. But she did love Kathy Gifford.
0: Hey Kathy Lee Gifford. Kathy
2: Lee Gifford. There's
0: nothing better than listening to Kathy Lee Gifford singing the hits. I tell you. That was uh everyone my mom watched Regis and Kathy Lee a lot as a kid. And there was nothing quite as special as the days that Kathy Lee found it appropriate to sing a song. <laughs> Just for whatever. And it was uh yeah. Kind of like what I view hell to be, just sitting there in a room and Kathy Lee singing. That would be that would be pretty bad. Uh, continuing on, it says hi, my name's Stuart and I'm new to your show and I already love a few episodes that I've listened to. Listening to your show every night uh, for the moment, I get uh, on until three or so in the morning. Uh, I've been living in this house for eleven years. Not saying where the house is very beautiful. It was built during the 40s or 50s. Over eleven years, I knew my house was special and I recently found out during this year that I have a few spirits that live in the house. One spirit, a ghost I named James. I speak to him through Skype. A friend of mine has a gift of seeing ghosts and spirits, so whenever I want to talk to James, I contact my friend, and we do a video chat. Every now and then, I'll call James to join our conversation, or he'll come by himself, and there's another ghost spirit. Not sure who he is, but I was told that he's gay and kind of mean, but I guess... That is the mood he was in when he died. There's a white ghost cat in my parents' room, which also goes into the guest room. Another room James goes into besides my own room. James told me there's a very dark spirit living in my parents' room. And another one in the kitchen at the back where we do the laundry. I haven't seen much of that one, but what I know, it, it is dangerous. Anytime I go to the kitchen, I turn each light on as I go in. And get water or something. But ever since I've been getting a feeling, if I ever entered the kitchen with the lights off, something would happen. I don't go in until I turn the kitchen light on. There is a demon in my hallway that goes between my room and the guest room and the bathroom. I hardly get trouble from her. But a few times, she's tried to grab me. Even a few times in my room. I've shrugged it off. Turn the light in the hallway on or leave it off since I don't get bothered by it much, but I am always careful when I do. Over the 11 years, I haven't had much activity, but every now and then I can hear a knock or something on the roof, and every now and then I see something in the corner of my eye in the hallway. I could feel the presence of a demon, but I can also feel the presence of other spirits like James and the other spirits in my house. Then there were a few times when I sleep or was trying to, I could feel something touch me when the sheets are on and the weight on it, like if something or someone was sitting or leaning against the bed. When I'm awake during the night, mostly before or after 12, I feel something touch my arm or my elbow. If it's slightly cold and I feel all right, it might be James. If it's colder or the room became chilly, then it might be the demon living in the hallway, which I hardly acknowledge. I ignore it as if it was a troll. I see all demons as spiritual trolls, like people call annoying people online, online trolls. I like to say... More in a call, possibly on Skype, if you ever want to hear more of my story. I appreciate the show. I really enjoy listening to the amazing experiences other have. Uh, others have had most of the time. I enjoy the jokes you say throughout the show. Keep being awesome, uh, cool. That was that was an interesting one.
2: I like that most of the time. Yes, he he likes the jokes. Or most, she, of the sure. yeah, sure. most of the time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Some of the time. Mm-hmm. um, Like, okay, so go back to the, the James, was it James Ghost that they talked
0: to on Skype? No, no. He was saying at the very end that he wants to talk to me on Skype.
2: But he was talking about the beginning of that, that there's a friend and there was something about Skype. So maybe the friend's on Skype and the friend tells him what is going on.
0: Oh, okay. At the very beginning you're talking yeah, about? Yeah,
2: at the beginning of that, I mentioned okay. Skype. I and do I'm that. like, I guess that could happen. You know, I've never really thought of that, but I didn't really get that part. If it was a, the friend was like being the in-between or it was like, I just yes. Skype so and then I have a conversation.
0: I speak to him through Skype. A friend of mine has a gift of seeing ghosts and spirits. So whenever I want to talk to James... I contact my friend and we do a video chat. So basically, it's like an online reading um, where someone is picking that sort of thing up.
2: Like, I... And that is, to me, like, I just... I can't do that sort of thing. I want to shut it down. Like, I don't get how people can live in an environment like that. And it's like, you know, and then sometimes they touch me. But, you know, it sounded very for all the activity in that house, I think I'd be like, Oh my God, I got to move. I'm losing my mind. And it sounds like this person deals with it much more maturely than I could.
0: <laughs> I think they, they, they have made their peace like, with I it. I do
2: not want a demon in my hall. Yeah. I can't make peace with it. I can't make peace with anything touching me at night. I'm like, we just can't have that. Yeah. Please, well, I, I think
0: you need to, you know, maybe, uh, you know, be a little more open to demons and not be so <laughs> judgmental when you're being very, you know, very demonist, if you will. And I think that that's offending a lot of demons right now. And so we're we're inclusive of demons on this show. So I think you should apologize
2: Obviously, the That person is super inclusive, like the, the, way more than I could be in. The Hat demons, off. yeah. Hats off
0: to that. Yeah. no, I, I thought that was an interesting way of looking at uh, and, and handling that story. Thank you for sharing that with us. That is uh, actually going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, check out our subscription channel on Apple Podcasts. Try it for three days free. Become an extra podcast person. and. Eat- EPP as we call you. Get access to the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, uh, the archive, all commercial free. Don't use Apple Podcasts. Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. Sign up there or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.